Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone, to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Spotlight Interview Edition. Ryan Roberts here, Rising Draft on Twitter, a part of this Believe Podcast Network at NFLDraftBible.com, bringing you everything and anything you need to know for the 2021 NFL Draft and beyond. I have myself a young man who is from a D3 school, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, who is a historic program on the Division Three level. But he is a young man that has been getting a ton of draft attention this offseason, highlighted by guys like Jim Nagy and and several other draft analysts that you just need to pay attention to, you know, on your on your draft analysis basis. So, Mr. Quentin Miners, who is an offensive guard, offensive lineman out of UW Whitewater, like I kind of mentioned there, uh, Quentin. Before I get started, man, into the background on you and everything, appreciate you coming on. Uh, it, it's honestly just a pleasure to be able to talk to you for a few minutes here. Yeah, it's uh, truly an honor, you know, to be, you know, here talking with you and, you know, just kind of be going through this whole, um, you know, thing that's been in front of my, uh, in front of myself. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. So want to start kind of how I usually do uh, in most of these interviews is Hartford Union High School, Wisconsin. Obviously, you stayed in the home state at UW-Whitewater to play your college football. Talk to me, man, about the the experience of recruiting. I know it's a different animal for everyone. What was your process like, and why ultimately was UW-Whitewater the best spot for, for you to continue to play college football and just continue to be a student athlete in general? Yeah, for me, um, coming out of you know high school, I didn't really have um, you know that many – I didn't have any offers in Division One. I. I had one Division Two offer at uh, Saint Cloud State, um, and then at the Division Three level, um, I was originally going to be, uh, you know, playing at uh, UW Lacrosse because you know that was a, um, you know, close closer to home uh, school to play at, along with their, uh, you know, great education program. But um, you know, the school that always kind of stood out to me was uh, was a UW Whitewater, and that was kind of a school I really wanted to, you know, play at. And also, you know, go to school there. Um, for me, you know, I, I only had one game day visit, and that was um, at UW Lacrosse. And I didn't really have any other, you know, visits really from anywhere else. Whitewater was kind of one of the last schools um, to recruit me. Um, but, you know, the one of the big turning points was um, the offensive line coach of Whitewater, uh, Coach uh, Brent Allen. He uh, came to one of my wrestling matches um, in high school, and I was, you know, really you know, cool experience for me. And that's kind of where I went with, you know, ultimately choosing Whitewater um, for, uh, first and foremost for their um, education program, as along with, you know, their great tradition of, uh, of football. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think that I should be surprised at all after watching your fil- film that you're a, you're a wrestling guy. I, I saw in your background also track and field. I, I've coached football and track and field on the high school level for several years. I can tell you, 
offensive line play. I usually associate it with throwers, you know, discus, shot put, rotational stuff. I usually have great balance. And then obviously you get the wrestling backgrounds with, you know, quick feet, quick hands, leverage battles. For you, being a three-sport athlete coming out, how much do you think that that has helped you to develop and continue to become a better football player on a year-to-year basis? Yeah, I was really um, – I think wrestling for me was the biggest, um, you know, help with with football, um, you know, being, you know, at the heavyweight, um, you know, level. It was really, you know, understanding your body position and, you know, utilizing uh, your hips and other people's, you know, momentum against them. And just, you know, kind of understanding, you know, the, the hand fighting, because that's a lot of wrestling is, is hand fighting and, you know, getting in certain positions to win. Um, you know, the, the shot put stuff was definitely um, the balance, you know, because I kind of taught myself how to do the, you know, the spin technique. And that that is a very, um, you know, technical thing to do because, you're, you know, you're trying to spin as fast as you can with the 12 pound weight, throw it as, uh, all at the same time and, you know, stay in the ring and stuff like that. So I think all of those sports kind of play their own individual role with, you know, wrestling being, you know, a lot of the hand fighting and, and, you know, the position work and then balance and, you know, being able to, you know, wind up for a good power um, type throw for shot and discus. And I I know, uh, Quentin, you know, just from my experience, right, like I I played Division Three football as well. Um, Obviously not to the level you, I played at Frostburg State over there in Maryland. You're obviously at the the cream of the crop, you know, when you think of division three football, you think of UW Whitewater, you think of Mount union. Like those are the two that just popped to my mind immediately. You you're playing at one of the highest classes on the division. Obviously Whitewater is, you know, routinely winning championships, playing in championships. It, it speaks for itself for you being around that type of program, even though some people will look at the division three level and, and kind of shake their head a little bit, like playing at the class of the of the of the um, of the level, what has it just been like to be consistently on what is expected to be on a year to year basis the the best at your uh, division at your conference in your level of competition in general? Yeah, for me, I, you know, at Whitewater, we have a lot of you know really great talented um, athletes, and we get to practice against each other all the time. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes forget how many you know higher level transfers that we get in, you know, that, you know, they were at that division one or, you know, division two level, you know, and they're, they're coming into whitewater and, you know, sometimes maybe not being able to, you know, compete with some of the guys that are there. So, you know, at the division three level, I'm able to compete every single day with some of the best, you know, um, talent, you know, with, you know, our D line, you know, working with some of the, you know, great offensive linemen at a whitewater. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the big thing is that I'm able to consistently, you know, work against, you know, they might not be NFL caliber talent, but they're still really good athletes. And I think that kind of shows with my progression throughout um, being at Whitewater. And and it's a, it's obviously an impressive progression that you've been on. You know, we, we talk about the all regions in 2018. We talk about all American this past year, uh, Associated Press first team. It Obviously you have been able to put out some, incredible tape you've been able to achieve a lot of great things over your career at whitewater Uh, talk to me about that though because you know you look at it and obviously with everything going on you're probably not gonna be able to finish your career the the way you would want obviously but just the things you were able to accomplish uh, is it surreal to just think about a little bit how proud are you just overall of the career that you were able to have there It, it yeah it really has been you know a really 
you know, I think it's been a really great career that I've had at Whitewater. It was definitely, you know, a surreal moment when I when I kind of like got the call and, and saw on Twitter that, you know, I was voted an All-American. That was just kind of, you know, a really, you know, big moment. That's kind of something uh, I kind of like to set, you know, long-term and short-term goals. And that was one of my long-term goals, um, you know, coming into Whitewater as a freshman was I want to be an All-American and I wanted to, you know, kind of be um, undisputed, you know, that I am, you know, that caliber of player. Um, and it was along with that, you know, it's, it's uh, passing down that stuff, you know, to the, you know, the future, you know, Warhawks. I really take a lot of pride in, in uh, you know, helping the younger guys out, whether it be, you know, at the high school volunteering my time at Hartford or, um, you know, trying to help as many young guys that come into the Whitewater program. And, and I, I don't want to talk about anything that's obviously, you know, too negative, but obviously with everything that's going on, the, the off season I'm sure has been a, a struggle for a lot of people for you, you know, with, with the news of not being able to play this year and, and just the, the overall negativity behind, you know, the pandemic and, and things getting shut down and, and quarantining. How do you feel that you've been able to really navigate this off season to the best of your ability and, and make the best of what is potentially a very upsetting and bad situation? Um, for me at the end of the day, it's just, you know, being able, you know, control what you can control and um, a consistent thing that, I, that I've been, you know, thinking about every day is, you know, hard work will, will never stop. So when the initial kind of quarantine happened where, you know, everything was shut down and stay at home, you know, I was getting up every single day and going down in the basement and, just, you know, and working out there and, you know, pushing myself to the limit every day. I mean, I have I kind of started my own personal YouTube channel. Nobody can can look at. It. I kind of kept that on lockdown. But I would record myself with my GoPro that I had, and um, you know, I would snap into a garbage can, and then I would be able to, you know, watch that film, and you know, be able to see where my snaps are at to kind of improve without having a partner. Um, another thing is, you know, once the gyms opened up, um, and I think May 26 is when they opened up here in Wisconsin. I've been consistently going there every single day ever since. And you know, as the season kind of got canceled, it's like, okay, well, I got the training down for the summer, and now it's kind of start. I got to show the offensive line, you know, technique stuff I got to kind of improve on. And I, I, it's hard to show that without having a season. So, you know, I've been reaching out to people and trying to help and trying to get some help on, you know, working with that kind of stuff and kind of keep moving forward and just keep only focusing on the things that I can control. Absolutely. And I, I know it's it's got to be a, a crazy little period here, right? I'm, I'm sure there's been a bunch of agents hitting you up and, and just kind of understanding the next steps. What what does a typical day look like now that that you're, you're I am sure you're you're focused obviously on, on finishing out the academic side of things if if you um haven't already but just trying to understand on a day to day basis what you have to get done how how has the ge- general craziness just been kind of on a day to day basis for you? It's definitely kind of uh, slowed down a little bit, but you know a couple months ago it was you know I'm having you know, a couple agents every day, you know, reach out and want to get on a call and, and text. Um, I've had, you know, financial advisor people reach out, some type of, you know, third party marketing people reach out. And it was kind of, you know, it was getting a little hectic for a little bit there. But uh, as things have kind of calmed down, I've got a nice little schedule going. You know, I, I wake up, you know, early in the morning and go go work out, come back home. Uh, I'm also taking some summer classes to kind of thin out my load um, for uh, the spring. And currently, I kind of have a meeting almost once a day with with certain agents or, you know, team meetings and just to kind of, you know, keep uh, being preemptive with, you know, this 
unique, um, you know, circumstance that we're all in. And and so now I'm curious, Quentin, you know, uh, fortunately for me, I've been able to see some of your film, see what a dominant football player you are on the level. For some people, though, that haven't been able to see you yet, just describe yourself a little bit as a football player and what maybe you consider to be some of your biggest strengths and some things that maybe have been the biggest improvements in your game over the last couple of years. I would definitely say my my biggest strength is definitely um, is in the run game. Um, I think one thing that you know it's it can be a positive and maybe sometimes a negative is I like to I like to do you know the the extra things um, you know and I try to block as many people as I can on a given play. You know um, I think climbing to the linebacker is an important thing to do, especially as a guard on the backside of you know outside zone uh, or inside zone kind of plays. Along with another strength is, you know, when I see, you know, my wide receiver, you know, catch a 20, 20 yard pass downfield, I am, I'm sprinting as fast as I can to get down there, whether it be to push the pile or to, you know, block somebody, because, you know, that's another, you know, shot, you know, that's a defensive player is going to want to take a, you know, my, my teammate, you know, my brother. And um, I think that's a, you know, a really big strength, you know, in my game. Um, what was the, what was your second part? I forgot. Sorry, I got uh, deep into no, the no, running downfield. No, you're fine, man. Just uh, biggest improvements. What, where have you seen kind of the most uh, improvement and, and most point of emphasis for you to to improve over the last couple of years? Yeah, so coming out of high school, I was a, I was a tackle, and you know we we're kind of taught you know the basic you know two hand punch with a certain you know sim- simplicity you know in high school. I think the biggest improvement is you know learning you know independent hands um, in pass protection. And, you know, along with just being more crafty in the run instead of, you know, every single play just trying to, you know, run through somebody's face, maybe to be a little bit more, you know, crafty and, you know, kind of fake like I'm going to go at them and then kind of chop them down or or just being um, being more versatile in those in those aspects. You know, cause I think independent hands is, is, you know, really, really important when it comes to facing a really good uh, you know defensive lineman. And um, the craftiness also, it just, it'll keep a, you know, a linebacker or a lineman, you know, a cra- uh, it'll keep them guessing, I guess, is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, Quentin, like the, the film I've seen on you has, has been, you know, at guard, obviously. And I know you mentioned you've been working on snapping. Have, has that been a point of emphasis now that you're kind of have your eyes set towards, you know, the NFL draft and potentially playing at the next level? Is there a point of emphasis for you to, uh, make sure that you can play all three interior positions. Obviously, that's going to imp- improve versatility, which will obviously improve your chances of playing at the next level. Yeah, that has been a huge, uh, you know, point of emphasis for me is to be able to say that I can play all three of the, you know, interior positions co- uh, comfortably. And I think the most unique, you know, position for me is center because I have a limited background with with playing center. Um. But yeah, that's been a huge thing. You know, clearly I'm comfortable and I've been, you know, doing really good um, at left guard for Whitewater. But I think there's, you know, i got to get a little bit more, um, you know, get a, a common wrestling thing was, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that's kind of what I've been working at with with right guard and center and just getting really, you know, sound at all three of the positions instead of just one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's obviously, you know, like I said, the versatility to be able to play multiple positions that can only increase your ver- uh, increase your versatility, increase your the the you know just valuable the the, the amount that you're valuable to a roster. Obviously, um, I think that's it, it's it's 
it's a vital thing to do. A lot of people kind of just don't even take a look at it. You know, you've been comfortable in one spot. They don't think about the the outside perspective of, you know, being able to make yourself more valuable. I think that's a great step in the right direction for you. Definitely. We talked a little bit before we started about this, you know, it's, Something that you hadn't really thought about, the, the playing professional football, and then all this attention's coming your way, obviously, this offseason. And I know it's been really probably a, a crazy, you know, just boost in, in your confidence a little bit. So talk to me just about that, you know, the the amount of attention you've been able to get and just how surreal it is to know that you playing even on, a, on what – people perceive to be a lesser level, you're still a, a good enough football player where you're kind of transcending what people think of as a lower level of competition. Yeah, it's been a really, you know, awesome experience. I'm, you know, enjoying every moment of this, you know, something, you know, I think that most football players kind of dream of when they're playing is, you know, to get into the NFL and, you know, you kind of look at the thing and the statistics, you know, of you getting into the NFL, you know, when you look at it, it's not, the chances are so slim. So, you know, the, to have, you know, this many people think that I can, I can play at that level, it's, it's definitely boosting the confidence. Like, you know what, I actually, I can do this. Um, I got to keep, keep working hard, like I've uh, been saying. And, you know, I think the, the coolest moment was definitely when, you know, Jim Nagy tweeted out my name. Because um, that's, that's kind of where my eyes are set right now. I've kind of set the big goal of I want to play through that Reese's Senior Bowl. Um, I think my confidence has grown where I think I can play um, you know, and match up with those SEC guys and, the, you know, the big school guys. I just need that one chance to to do that. Um, and that's kind of where I've been. It's just been, you know, living the dream kind of thing, you know, to just kind of go through this process because I never really thought this would have happened. Yeah, that was that was obviously a huge moment, I'm sure. You know, that Jim Nagy is a, a great person to obviously impress. So you, you definitely impressed him. I, I know now with that goal at mind. It, it, I know you want to be able to play against those those big level guys, like you said, the SECs, the Big Tens, the Big Twelves, whoever it is that eventually gets those invites to a, a Senior Bowl or a East West Shrine game, whatever it might be, one of those big three All Star games. For you, is, is there any chip on your shoulder, knowing that when you're in an event like that, some people are going to look at you, you know, even despite the fact that like every year I feel like we get a, a smaller school offensive lineman that again transcends their situation, but. That is there a chip on your shoulder for people kind of having their preconceived notions of you before actually seeing you play? For sure. I I, um, I love having a, a chip on the shoulder. You know, to kind of go back to a previous question, it was really interesting to see, um, you know, certain people on social media uh, talk about you and they have no idea who, who you are or anything like that. They're just kind of looking at film and, and talking about you, which is kind of interesting. Um. But yeah, there's a huge chip on my shoulder to, you know, to be able to go down there and prove, prove a lot of people, you know, wrong and, you know, pro, prove some, some people right. Cause it's not all negative. I know there's a lot of people that think I can play and, and stuff like that. So I just got to kind of keep my head down, keep working really hard. And I think uh, once that opportunity presents itself, I'll be able to take advantage of it. And, and kind of like my, my last question here for you is, you know, you talked about, um, more before we started, right? That that this wasn't something that was really on your radar until recently. So, talk to me about now when this when did this dream begin? Because I'm I'm sure it started when you were a little kid. I remember having the same dream. Obviously, it, it seems like it's going to be a reality for you. It never was for me. Obviously, I wasn't quite good enough. But for you, when did that dream start? 
how much of a blessing would it ultimately be to play professional football and, you know, to make a living playing the game that I'm sure you've loved for a long time here? Yeah, I can remember, you know, certain conversations when I, when I was, when I was really young, this was, I mean, I was in kindergarten, you know, with one of, uh, playing, you know, catch with one of the neighbors. He was, you know, always older than me. I would kind of looked up to him as a, as an older brother. Um, my, my favorite player at that time was uh, Brett Favre on the Packers. And I was, you know, was running around with the football, throwing it around saying, you know, I'm going to be in the NFL and, you know, be like Brett Favre. But uh, I'm, I'm clearly I'm an offensive lineman, so I won't be throwing the ball. But, you know, that, that dream of playing in the NFL has, you know, has always been there. Um, and it just it's been a really awesome experience. And uh, I've, all the thing I've ever done is just, you know, work really hard. And I guess this is the kind of the opportunity that's presented itself with within the hard work that I've been doing. And I want to kind of throw out one bonus question because I usually like to ask about, you know, players that they model their game after a little bit. I'll tell you, I did a little bit of a scouting report on you. I actually wrote down um, next to your name, Josh Sitton, that played with the Green Bay Packers is kind of a, a comparison for you. Uh, kind of a bonus for the folks. Any players, you mentioned Brett Favre, maybe positionally that you may model your game after on the interior. Um. Uh, the obvious, you know, the answer that I've been always saying is, is Quentin Nelson. That guy is, you know, is unreal um, at left guard. Um, when it, with watching a lot of his film, you know, I, I, I would definitely describe it as, you know, he, you know, he definitely knows when, you know, hits you in the mouth, but he also plays a little you know, uh, crafty. That's kind of the word. I'm not sure how well, how often that's used, but um, in the offensive line room at Whitewater, we always talk about, you know, being crafty and, you know, he really is good at, you know, one play, he'll kind of, you know, hit you in the face. And then the other play, he might, you know, just kind of push you down and shove you to the ground. And I think that's, you know, the smart way to play, especially with that play against the uh, the Chargers, you know, when he knew the spin move was going to be coming and just that, you know, iconic offensive line um, play. And that's kind of the, the main person is definitely um, uh, Quentin Nelson. I love it, man. I love it. So, again, Mr. Quentin Miners. Offensive lineman from UW-Whitewater has his eyes set towards the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, Quentin, uh, again, man, appreciate you so much for taking some time today. It, it was awesome just being able to hear a little bit of your backstory, man. I I'm wishing you the best of luck, and I, I thank you so much. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.